Thanks for joining. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, this is the first time this has ever happened. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited. This season's like pretty big. Got some some big names. So Okay, cool. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started off with asking everyone, when did you know music was going to be a part of your life? Oh, boy. So there's kind of two answers to this. I, so my dad growing up, my dad had just always had guitars around the house. Um, he is like, he like was a drummer specifically. Um, and just like a bunch of like fun, like eighties, like hair metal bands, like local, like small, small little things. Um, but he, as he got older, decided to learn like to play guitar. So we just had like guitars and things lying around the house. My dad can only play a handful of songs, yeah. but he has a lot of instruments. Um, so it was just kind of one of those things that I always thought was cool, but like, like there's a million like drawings I did when I was a little kid of like me playing guitar or like me and my friends in a made up band um, and things like that. So like, I guess I could kind of say like, I've always like, was like kind of like flirting with the idea, even yeah. at like a young age, but it wasn't until eighth grade, I had my first private instructor ever after having like played by myself in my room for like three straight years um and done like middle school band uh my private instructor was like my first lesson with him ever he was he kind of like looked at me and he's like so like on a scale of like one to ten how serious are you about this and I told him ten I'm very serious about this so serious about this and then he started like pulling up like videos um on youtube of like different like musical acts to kind of see like what i would like be interested in like he pulled up like a video of like amy winehouse like some like like a video of like metallica playing live and then he played this one video of santana <laughs> playing woodstock um live and he as like the bongos are going it's this really long drawn out percussion um intro to santana's soul sacrifice he starts telling me the story of santana and that performance where he infamously took a bunch of acid and then was surprised like got the time of his performance wrong took a bunch of acid and then they were like hey we know you're in the middle of a trip but you gotta go and play for this landmark cultural event yeah. and how he was like playing his guitar and like he thinks his guitars, and I just remember my instructor like telling me that like story, and he's like, he thinks his guitar is a snake right now. But look at him play. Look at him going. That bass player had only been playing for six months. That could be you. You could be doing that right now. I know you could do that. Um, and then he was like, Santana used to be a gang, but then they put down their weapons and picked up instruments. I don't know how true that is, but just like went on this whole spiel and like really sold me on it, where I was like, that, that's it. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, I want to join a gang and then I want to play music. Exactly. I want to put down my weapons <laughs> and pick up instruments. Yeah. I, that's yeah. I, So I've definitely heard the Santana story, but I didn't know about the whole gang and stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Cause I mean, it, I don't know. It could be true. I never fact checked a word of anything that he said. I just immediately said, oh, that's a glass of Kool-Aid. I'm going to drink that right now. Um, 
So I wouldn't be surprised if there is like some like discrepancies <laughs> in what I was told specifically about the gang part. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so so previous to your instructor though, like was bass your first instrument or were you playing a uh, guitar? So I tried to learn how to play drums for like a good like two months to be just like my dad. Didn't work out, didn't enjoy it, was like really kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks. Cause I mean, like starting out like just like learning like rudiments and things like that just wasn't wasn't grabbing Nicolette in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, but all of my little friends between like fifth and sixth grade started playing guitar and like kind of started like chattering about like we should start a band, we should start a band. And I was like, I can't play drums. What should I do? And they were like, none of us play bass. And there happened to be a bass in the house. So I kind of just like grabbed that one day and went up to my room and started watching YouTube tutorials for like uh, songs that we all liked, which were just like super like a little, like exactly what you think like nerdy, like middle schoolers are listening to that are interested in like classic rock, real music. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've like started playing in like, like somewhere between like, it was like that summer between like fifth and sixth grade. Do you remember some of the songs you were learning around that time? Um, it was like, I think Brain Stew by Green Day. First song I ever learned. First thing I ever learned and played with other people and felt really cool about it. Um, and Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan later covered by Guns N' Roses, yeah. which was the version that they really wanted to do. I think that those were like the first two things I ever learned how to play. And nice. it was just simple, like G, D, C. All day, yeah. Uh, yeah, one, four, <laughs> five, all day long. But I felt so cool. Okay, so after you you got with your, um, I was gonna call me a professor, but when you took that lesson, like mm -hmm. did you take lessons for a while? like? How long did that last? Um, so that lasted for like a handful of years, like into high school. I was like super involved in my like jazz bands in like high school, um, like ensembles and combos and stuff like that. And I was taking um, private lessons for a good like two years, I would say. And then um, I actually like moved states um, from, I'm originally from Gainesville, Florida, mm -hmm. go Gators. Um, and home of Dikembe and then moved to South Carolina. And I was really lucky because I moved to Greenville, South Carolina, which has this fabulous arts magnet program high school. And I got that you have to audition for. And I auditioned at the last minute and was able to go and took like got to take a jazz focused like two hour long like thing every single afternoon it was like I got to take like music theory with an instructor and then I had like an ensemble course class um that went for like a few hours every afternoon and that was really really special but I wasn't taking private lessons like I was taking private lessons on and off from like the instructor at that school okay. at that time so Nice. When, when did you want to like start um, experimenting with like live music? Oh boy. Um, pretty early on um, that same group of friends that I learned how to play brain stew with, we started like a cute little band, my first band ever, the Peppermints. 
Um, we played exactly one show and that was the going away party for our guitar player because his dad got a job in Massachusetts. So he was moving. So we said, we have to play one last show. I remember this girl who had like a huge crush on our friend who was like, I think like drumming in it or something. Like she like cried during our cover of Sweet Melissa by the Ahmed Brothers band. <laughs> Um, so we felt really cool about that. We were like, wow, look yeah. at us go. <laughs> Emotional. But yeah. So that was like when like live, mu- like live music things started happening. And then we had, I had like a bunch of countless school performances and things like that. And then when I got to college, I got involved with like small, like DIY shows, local music shows, to- like touring and stuff like that that's awesome and um how was that experience like with the DIY scene oh boy um you know I've had a really great time I'm really thankful for the people I've met and I really appreciate and definitely buy into the ethos of if you want to do something you can just go and do it just do it nothing no one is going to stop you. There are like factors outside of our control, like financial or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you really want to go and do something, you can just go and do it. You can book your own tour. You can teach yourself how to play guitar or how to sing or whatever. Just what is stopping you other than yourself? And learning that lesson I've been deeply appreciative of um, the people that I've managed to meet from all over the country is like unbelievable. Um, And my band, like I am more thankful for my bandmates than anything else in this world, honestly. So it's been great. I mean, like, I know that there's like a whole canned list of things that people like rag on when they're talking about DIY, the DIY community. And, you know, thankfully, I just kind of, I just keep to myself. So I don't really have much to like speak on with that, you know? Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Like, I totally agree. Just what's stopping you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Like fear of other people judging me. Like if someone's going to be mean, then like, that's not, it's not something I'm going to invest much like time in. And, you know, I've put in the work. Like, I know that, like, anyone who's going to, like, start, like, meh at me, like, they're just probably jealous. Yeah. Or intimidated uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now you're in Pool Kids. Are you jamming with every, mm-hmm. anyone else? Um, I've got, like, a couple, like, like, baby stages of, like, fun things that I'm, like, tackling with friends right now that, like, neither have names nor, like, any clue where they're going. So, like, and it sucks because I I would love to, like, promote those things, but I just frankly do not. (laughs) Um, I am, like, semi, I am involved in this one, like, strictly, like, internet-based animals, we'll call it, with my friend um, Jake Margo of Get Married where Jake will write a song and say, Hey, would you like to play bass on this? I'm sending this to my five other friends who live. Nope. He lives in Los Angeles. He's like, none of us live 
near each other, with the exception of like maybe one or two people. Um, would you get this done in the next two weeks and send it to me and then it'll be put out? And I always say yes, because I am always down. That, so, yeah, that's so awesome. I've, I too have, uh, met some like internet friends via Twitter and would, mm-hmm. like just do covers or whatever and just send them out. So, um, do you have like your own recording stuff at home? Uh, barely really what I do is I tap Christine, my the singer and guitar player of Pool Kids, also my roommate. Uh, I just tap her on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, can you um, take your funk, your laptop that functions unlike mine and can you um, record some stuff in Pro Tools, which is, as far as I'm concerned, black magic. I don't understand how any of it works. And I've tried, I've taken stabs, but I just don't think. It might just be beyond me. No, you can definitely so. get it. I'm I'm confident if I just like really put my mind to it I just haven't yet there's not like a flame under my butt to like get this done yet so I just haven't but yeah Yeah. so that's my recording setup is Christine Christine being merciful nice and shout out to Christine I actually found pool kids because of a collab with Scottoon oh okay cool yeah shout out i love that ska against transphobia <laughs> flag you've got back there Thank uh you. jer is an angel um and a good friend love them yeah awesome awesome uh super stoked for everything they do for the community like yeah it, it's awesome um so uh what what how what did pool kids do like during this quarantine time oh wow so we've been like semi tight lipped about it, but like, like half and half, like we haven't like given any like previews really, but so Christina and I both live in Chicago. Um, but Caden and Andy, the other two members of our band both still live in Florida. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because of that, and we've like for a very long time had like plans to like, all right, we're going to start grinding on our second record. And we thought that we were going to be doing all of that work last summer, but COVID happened and we were all hard quarantined, could not meet up. And um, all of those plans, like touring, writing, everything that we had for 2020 were just out the window. So as things have eased up with 2021, we have been fortunate enough to like steal like a week here where like Caden and Andy can come up here to Chicago and write for like a week or two straight. And like where we are like in our practice, like the practice space that Christina and I share with a handful of other friends for like as many hours of the day possible that we can get. Um, at one point we like were able to all be in Miami together um, for like, I want to say five days to write, to work on like three specific songs. Um, we were in North Carolina on moonshine mountain, um, working for a little while, um, for like another, like two weeks there. Um, so that's my kid. (laughs) Okay. Love that. Um, but yeah, so we've just like 2021 has really just been like focused on like writing for like week to two week long pockets. Um, we're actually about to start recording. We've got all of these plans and all these things booked for the months of like August through September. And so we're going to take our sweet time getting this thing like fully formed in the studio. And then we are going 
thankfully it seems like god willing it will be safe enough for touring and stuff to start back up this like late summer or like fall and we fortunately have a tour with the bands mom jeans origami angel and save face coming up in november so that's pretty much our whole 2021 is just recording this record in the next couple months and then doing that tour yeah that tour is gonna be it's gonna be sick it's gonna be cool we we're so excited it's gonna be a lot of fun um when you're recording uh what like what's your process when you're recording bass are you really involved with the writing process or do you like have do they come up with ideas and you pin in bass afterwards like what's the process for you well funny enough this is really my first like band like communal like we're writing a record together experience like quite frankly like I have like I've never even really like been inside of the studio with like the whole like intention of like we're right we're recording all these songs like I've done DIY setups with like Christine and her laptop in our like at our dining room table or like a friend's like office or something like that but I've never been in a studio studio and so this whole um, Cool Kids LP2 has been a huge learning experience for me. And the way that we are tackling it this time, because I am not on the first record, but for the second one, it is really like a mixture of Christine having written, like having chords and a vocal melody and lyrics ready to go, presenting it to the band, um, us like, her either like giving like specific notes or she's like, oh, I was thinking that the second guitar guitar could do this specific thing or if uh, drums could do like this certain beat or like pattern or whatever you want to call it here. Um, sometimes Andy has literally just come in with like a guitar lot, like guitar riff that we have then like built a whole song around. Um, it's been extremely collaborative and a lot of fun. Um, I will say the bulk of the work is definitely being done by Christine because she's our principal songwriter, but I've like pitched in with like writing some lyrics and like, we like everything that we have written, we pitch to the group and then talk about as a group and pick over and obsess over and figure out um, as a unit. And that's been really interesting. And is definitely like, we've all like learned like how like to communicate very like, directly effectively and honestly and that's actually been a really like a skill that I definitely did not really like have before yeah I I think it's super important too because I felt like also in the past few years I've I mean I've been in bands I'm just like yeah that sounds cool and whatever like let's get a song done but you know not always fully maybe like liking the riff or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's super important to be honest and transparent, like what you yeah. mean. And uh, I mean, I don't know, it, it just, then it becomes like a true collaborative effort in a song y'all all put together. Yeah, that and like, I feel like ultimately, like it's going to help me become a better player mm-hmm. because like, you know, and this is a thing that like I've 100% been guilty of in the past, but like when I've like written like, parts for songs that we are playing only live and not necessarily recording i'm not thinking i haven't always thought about like writing around like servicing the band and making the band look better like 
the best it possibly can be specifically like what's happening with the guitars or like what's happening with vocally at one point is me playing this like really cool flashy thing i came up in my bedroom like is it distracting from what's happening everything else around here like i the bass as an instrument really is like more of like a linebacker in a metaphorical like musical sense than anything like we are the foundation that everyone else builds up everything on and like i don't know there's no point for me to be like a super flashy all flash no substance yeah sort of player and like this like whole like process with like writing this album and all of that and like being really intentional with everything from like note choice delivery dynamics and all of that has like been really cool like it's been fun to like go back to kind of square one again with a lot of this stuff so yeah that's super exciting it's going to be really exciting to hear so i'm super stoked for that um what kind of what kind of bass are you using oh right now i um really mainly use a um fender um jazz bass um i was really lucky and jason klein of fender guitars um was able to hook me up with both a jazz bass and a precision bass um, I tend to favor the jazz bass because the neck is slimmer. I have small hands. It's kind of just like what I'm used to. But I have found myself using the precision bass a lot more. And it is the industry standard. And I think it is for a reason. Yeah. But yeah. That's, so that's what I've been doing. That's really cool. Um, do you have any like specific amp choices, anything like that? Not particularly. I'm kind I might. I'm, I've always relied on the kindness of my friends who are much more um, interested <laughs> in gear than I am in giving me direction and pointers on like, hey, maybe have you considered this amp, this amp and like cabinet combo and so on and so forth. Um, because I don't, that's paying attention to like tone specifically tone mm -hmm. is not something I was really giving like as much thought as I probably should have been until like the last like three, four years, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm having this whole crisis where I'm like, I don't know what exactly I want to sound like, but I don't like the way I sound now, <laughs> which is an age old dilemma. I'm sure. So I don't really have like a specific like setup right now. I've been bouncing between like, um, I believe it is a TC um, electronic 410 that I kind of got out of desperation because my old cab blew a speaker and this is just what I could find on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, and I was using a GK um, thousand head, but I'm not in like, it's a good like Swiss army knife. Like you can kind of like, make it sound good for like whatever you happen to be playing, whatever genre. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's necessarily like what I'm interested in. I've been flirting with the idea of a dark glass head for like a while now. I'm also interested in the Aguilar tone hammer, but I just don't know. It's all above. It's beyond me. All of it. I just, yeah, I'm figuring it out. Still. 
yeah and that's totally okay you're probably gonna go through so many more amps exactly that's the other thing is everyone i've talked to is like yeah you find one you think it's the perfect one and then after like about a month it wears off and you're like all right but it doesn't sound the way it sounds in my head how can i get that and then you move on to the next thing it's just the goalpost is just always moving yeah absolutely um so we talked about your tour coming up do you and the lp2 coming up is there anything that any like uh, long-term goals that you have or pool kids or any of your projects have um with pool kids at least it is really just to like put all of our energy and focus into this next record and like really 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 try to make something that we are proud of and that we think like like just like it's something that we are going to be proud of like for years to come is like what we're really trying to accomplish. Um, and we're really excited about, but that's really been our main focus. Like um, 2022 is kind of open for us. We're not really sure exactly all that we're going to be doing. Um, and that's cool. Um, and then other than that, I've got a couple more of so- the songs coming out with my friend, Jake Margo, <laughs> um, that I don't have any like details on just yet, but soon it will be soon. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of like developing like these like side things I've got going with a couple friends right now. Excuse me again, drinking LaCroix. Um, excited to see where those go. And, you know, like long term, I just want to I just want to play more shows. <laughs> just do yeah. some more touring and just get back at it. It's really. Yeah, I mean, my baseline goal, the life, the life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so where can people listen to pool kids or find out more about you? Oh boy. So pool kids is on every social media of imaginable, every streaming platform imaginable. We are on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, YouTube music, all of those things. Um, all of our social media handles are at pool kids or pool kids band. Um, if you're interested in little old me um it's at nicolette underscore sarah s-a-r-a on all i i think i only use like instagram and twitter really um that is a thing oh we're also we're on tiktok cool kids is on tiktok come hang out on tiktok yeah the most magical place on earth (laughs) um so but yeah so that's how anyone can keep up with me and what i'm doing just a side note about TikTok. How how do you feel about TikTok? Out of oh curiosity. boy. It is fascinating to watch a social media platform take off in the way that it has over the like course of the last few years. Like I was kind of young and missed the whole MySpace thing. But I feel like there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between like what MySpace did for a lot of bands and what TikTok is currently doing for a lot of bands. Um, I think it's, I love that I have found so many interesting artists and have seen so many artists like be able to really like take off and like use it as like a springboard um, into like, bigger and better things that they might have not necessarily had if like they hadn't stumbled like TikTok hadn't taken off in the way that it had like 
Um, at the same time, we are we are all but slaves to the algorithm. And I feel like it's definitely given me brain worms a little bit. And like some, and like, I like, like Christine and I have teamed up and made like goofy videos, like that aren't necessarily about like the music we make or the fact that we are musicians. And then we feel like we have to keep making them. And then we question like, is this really doing anything to help us? Are we just making videos for the sake of making videos? Is this actually like doing anything to, is this anything other than like sometimes like an ego boost in a way because there are eyeballs on you? There's a million things that run through my head with it. And I am also afraid of phones in general. And I think social media has been built in a way that it is addictive and has altered the chemistry of all of our brains in a way that the consequences of which we haven't seen fully play out. It's going to be wild to see it's like over the next 15 years. So I appreciate TikTok. We have definitely reaped some of the benefits from it. I am weary of it. <laughs> but right now it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So right. that's boiled down. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah, that, that was definitely way deeper than, than that was. You expected. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's I'm all good. Sure. <laughs> This is just what runs through my silly little head all day. <laughs> it's all good. I appreciate that. Um, well, I definitely appreciate the time you took to talk to me. I'm stoked. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, I've never done anything like this. Uh, and thank you for reaching out and thinking of me. It means a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm stoked, stoked for your tour, stoked for the album, and I will thank catch you. up with you. And I would just hope you have a good night. Yeah, for sure. You too. All right. Thanks all right. so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.